Hello friends, welcome to another episode of The Entourage Effect. Today we're going to be talking about anxiety and depression and how you can control the effects with cannabis in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental health is a very serious topic, so if you have had thoughts of hurting yourself or others, please contact 911 or the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or contact an adult who is qualified to help you. Now with that said, hope you're having a fantastic day. And if you're not, you're about to. We are very much looking forward to discussing this topic, which once again is treating anxiety and depression with cannabis. Yes. Because I personally suffer from the two and have found cannabis to be incredibly beneficial in the healing and coping process. And I know that many of my fellow friends in the cannabis community (coughs) also seek benefit from cannabis for their anxiety and depression. So hopefully... This will be a very beneficial discussion. I know I learned a lot in researching it and hope you find something that you can take away that will help you and make your life a bit more manageable. Yes, this has been heavily, this has been a topic that is always requested for us to speak about and we always wanted to do it earlier but there was definitely a few episodes we needed to, to have done first. That way we could refer to that and then, so here we are. Treating Indeed. depression with anxiety and cannabis. So we're going to talk about it for, for a long time. But, and then, sorry, oh, before okay. we jump in, oh, yes. I'm Monica, better oh, yes. known as Green Wizard Online. And I'm Tony Terpene. And today we're smoking some Blue Maui by Polaris. Thank you for that. Alright, sorry, let's jump in. <laughs> yes, today we're going to talk about treating depression, anxiety with cannabis, and then we're going to go through the step-by-step process in integrating cannabis into your into your regime because it's a it's a lot easier than than I thought it was going to be. One would think, yeah. Actually, it's funny because before we researched this topic, um, after researching this topic, I've realized there's been a I I've had a lot of misconceptions cleared that I'm glad I had cleared. Otherwise, I could have given some really oh goodness, bad advice yes. in the future. <laughs> so, with that in mind, let's I think we should first talk about. Um, what anxiety and depression really is. Yes. So, um, would you... Of course. If you explain anxiety, I'll, I'll explain, explain depression. Fair enough? Sure. Um, or I can explain both. Do, do it. <laughs> anxiety is a nervous disorder characterized by a state of excessive uneasiness and apprehension. Uh-huh. Typically, this is paired with compulsive behavior or panic attacks and can be caused by excessive tobacco or caffeine caffeine use, a family history of anxiety, prolonged exposure to stressful etc., stressful etc., stressful situations, etc. Caffeine use, yikes. <laughs> I know, right? That's the, that's the kicker. Um, chronic depression, on the other hand, is a deficiency of the neurotransmitters serotonin and norepinephrine, but not too much is known on the biological side of depression. Well, we do know more on the scientific side. So, So still a lot of mystery around that and how to address it, prevent it, etc. But they are working on it. I feel like depression is a persistent feeling of sadness and anxiety is a sudden, intense 
feeling of worry. Definitely. And there's definitely different forms of it. It can kind of creep up on you. It can last throughout the day. Um, It can be chronic. It can come back a lot. But you probably won't have anxiety 24-7 for, you know, two plus weeks. You know, it might come in bursts. But But whereas with chronic depression, you will be feeling that the whole time Mm -hmm. more chronically. And it's important that we recognize the difference, right? now and also later because the this is going to affect how we use cannabis to you want to know what you're treating yeah because the using cannabis to treat depression is a little bit different than using cannabis to treat anxiety but so before we talk about how cannabis treats those let's first talk about traditional medicine and how traditional medicine treats the two right now so normally the traditional uh antidepressant medication that you're going to get increases these aforementioned neurotransmitters usually by blocking the reabsorption of serotonin into your brain that process of reabsorption is called reuptake so reuptake blocking which allows more serotonin to be readily available to the brain. However, there's some pretty nasty side effects of these medications that can linger for a pretty long time even after you stop taking these medications, which include fatigue, weight gain, uh, issues with sex drive. uh, There's a bunch more, but just some very unpleasant, undesirable side effects that you don't want and you don't want them sticking with you. That's unfortunate considering the... How severe, how unsevere cannabis side effects are. Right. Um, on the flip side of the coin, though, a lot of times cannabis can be referred to being comparable to 25 milligrams of the antidepressant Zoloft, which I actually used to take. Uh, and so what that means is that it cannabis is very effective for mild anxiety and mild depression. If you have uh, severe or major anxiety, major depression you may want to um, start implementing more, uh, what's the word? Not titration. Uh, I mean, still titration, but maybe um, take on a, a slightly more aggressive form of treatment. I don't like using the word aggressive, but... Um, Offensive? No, but that's, uh, that's the word I'll stick with right now. Um <laughs> Is cannabis safe to use with other medications? It is very often, except uh, with that little disclaimer we mentioned about CBD affecting some of the medications uh, taken that are told to avoid grapefruit. Sorry, that didn't make sense. If your medication says avoid grapefruit, avoid CBD too, unless your doctor says specifically it's okay. Aside from that though, cannabis uh, can work really well with traditional antidepressants. So we're not telling you get off those antidepressants if they're working for you, if they're working, fantastic. If they're not, or if they're working but you want a boost but don't want to up your dosage, maybe consider adding some cannabis. So cannabis works with us because of our endocannabinoid system. So our endocannabinoid system is what modulates our transmitters and pathways to fine-tuned responses like memory, sleep, pain, and attention. So with, with that in mind, we could choose our dose and try to figure out what cannabinoids and what terpenes are good for what, which we've done before. Just like a lot of people are neurotransmitter deficient, it's very possible that some people are endocannabinoid deficient because endocannabinoids are cannabinoids that our body makes itself. 
whereas phytocannabinoids are cannabinoids made by plants, like cannabis. <laughs> so how do we want to start dosing ourselves with cannabis? Um, we always say to start slow, slow and steady. We've mentioned titration before, which is very slowly upping your dose and starting at a very low level because less is almost always more in this case. Okay, so what, what, um, what method are we going to use to administer cannabis? What's the best method for this? The best method, the one that is most often advised is inhalation because it hits rather quickly so you can control the timing, the onset of the effect. Uh, measuring through puffs can be a lot more exact, so Ooh. it makes dosing easier and more precise. Which I have a measurement for you right now. Yes, let's okay. hear it. So one puff of a uh, one puff of cannabis that tests for fifteen percent THC is going to be three to five milligrams of THC. So with that in mind, so, figure out conversion. Yeah, you can kind of do the math yourself loosely. It's probably that's probably pretty accurate but we can probably get more accurate especially if you're using a vaporizer which I would highly recommend over a pipe or a bong if you're trying to yes. use uh, cannabis to treat anxiety well and I'm not a doctor again and I do like smoking I do enjoy smoking it however doctors scientists professionals will most probably never recommend smoking to you as mm -hmm. a method of as a primary medicating method because there are even healthier ways such as inhalation when they say inhalation they mean vaporization over smoking and uh it's often a lot more uh what's it called precise as well Going back to, you know, the slow and steady and less is more, scientists usually recommend that when you want to treat depression and anxiety, to stick to the 5 to 20 milligrams of THC a day range. So that seems like incredibly little, but don't forget that the high isn't the only medicinal part. In fact, um, the high lasts a lot less long than the medicinal benefits. When trying to control your anxiety and depression, the medicinal benefits working in your body to control that, they will probably work up until throughout the next day, even if your high stops after an hour. What's the best time to, so with that in mind, what's the best time to start inhaling our cannabis if, if we're using it to treat depression and right. anxiety? So keep in mind, we want to kind of get into like a regular schedule so that we can not only control it, but kind of prevent these attacks if we're prone to attacks mm -hmm. or episodes, etc. So it's recommended that we dose once nightly, so before you go to bed, because if there are psychoactive effects, they will... Uh, they will subside during the night so you can wake up, you'll have a clear head, you won't have to worry about it the next day, and you'll get into a steady dosing program. However, with anxiety attacks or, you know, those flare-ups as needed, you can then take puffs as needed. Um, I, that's awesome. The, I, th I would imagine that you would want to, you would want to take your dose at night, but then also maybe if you're suffering from anxiety, you, you might find a strain that works for you in the moment that might, you know, that you can use yes. for a panic attack now. Definitely experiment with the strains. No 
So if you're going to be... What's used, going to hit you so, how? Yeah, so if you're going to use cannabis for anxiety in particular, I'd also recommend, you know, trying to find something that could work for the now. Um, but, I would perhaps suggest, if you have access to lab tests, finding something with linalool because it is... I like to say emotionally sedative, just it calms you down. Yes. It's also, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's relaxed. It makes you happy. Maybe like with some bath. limonene too, because that is a natural mood booster. Mm-hmm. It is a sativa, so if you know that you don't react well to sativa type strains, um, perhaps avoid the limonene, but, but what still if, consider the linalool. What about CBD? Okay, so I do like CBD. I do. I'm not trying to diss it, but uh-huh. it's CB very... It. <laughs> While it's really, really trendy right now, I feel like it's more of a political statement than anything because it's rarely effective by itself, and I think that... As a treatment. And I think that people are finally starting to catch on to that because people are at least starting to look for, again, at the very least, full-spectrum CBD. Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But normally, to really have the best healing benefits, it's going to have to be paired with its other cannabinoids that result in the entourage effect. So at least some THC. So It are... doesn't have to be a massive dose. I'm not saying you have to get blasted to be healed. but In fact, we recommend that you stick to a lower dose. Exactly, like we said before, 5 to 20 milligrams a day. Because today we are using cannabis to treat anxiety and depression. We're not using it to get high today. Right. I mean, I mean we do get a little high from it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. there's no shame in confessing that the psychoactivity is enjoyable, and sometimes it can be uh, medicinally beneficial in itself. If you're stressed, if you just want to relax, that psychoactivity can, uh, can feel nice in the evening. But we do recommend these lower doses when treating illnesses and non-recreational purposes. So you really want to differentiate that. You can still have a purpose in your recreational smoke, but, you know, differentiation is key. Know, find a purpose in your smoking session. Know what you want to achieve, target, etc. And I think you'll notice a lot more benefits. Phenomenal. Well, I think we've covered all of the smorgasbord of information we we need uh, actually before this is i'm gonna kind of get off of our notes for a second and just ask you personally sure thing let's 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 go through it a little bit Absolutely. what what terpenes would you recommend for for a panic attack for a panic attack i would uh-huh. definitely want the more sedative terpenes uh-huh. so some uh, linalool with some myrcene. Personally, for myself, I would add limonene uh, because limonene affects me incredibly well, helps boost my mood and help me get out of that funk. But like I said, some um, some higher sativa, more uplifting strains can cause kind of manic, panic attacks, things like that, um, paranoia that you want to avoid if that's how it hits you. Mm-hmm. So do do uh, do strains matter? Does it? Mm, okay, strains don't matter because strains they one a lot of time you don't even know if that the bud tender is telling you the real strain. You know what if they just made it up to sell better? Mm-hmm. They gave it a new name. Or yeah, or, or the person that told them that right. Did that. Or even like batches, batch to batch. You know, you have a 
a one strain it comes in, but then five months later it feels completely different because of the way it was grown, its environment, etc., the conditions it went under. So I wouldn't say that strain matters. However, it is good to identify to get, you know, some perspective. For example, I know that 707 headband, the strain, very often helps me get out of anxiety attacks. Now, if I get a 707 headband that works, mm -hmm. I like to analyze the terpene results, the THC levels, the CBD levels, just really analyze the lab results because this combination works for me. So if a dispensary doesn't have the 707 headband I want or any 707 headband, which is very possible, dispensaries don't keep consistent strains. So you want to find a strain that is going to mimic those effects. Phenomenal. So the only thing I just wanted to make clear that yes, that I know clarify. we already I already know we made it clear, but I just feel Let's like it's it super important that when it comes to treating depression and anxiety, cannabis, the high doses can be very harmful. Um, so with that in mind, let's stick away from oils. Too much of any let's, good thing can be bad. If cannabis away. won't kill you, but that doesn't mean it won't be good. It can even make your depression and anxiety worse. I think if you are going to dab, consider dabbing something that's pretty low in THC. Um, a little bit of THC again to get that CBD activation, yeah, it, that entourage effect yeah. kick, but if you're going nothing to use, wrong with CBD dominant the only, products. The only we reason, love it, the reason mm, why we're not I, trashing it. The reason why I don't like recommending concentrate to someone with depression and anxiety is because it is kind of hard to quantify sometimes how much milligrams you're getting per dab. However, you know, if Unless you do, like there are people... breaking off pieces. Yeah, I, mean, I don't but, know. I there mean, there, there are must some, be a way. There are some really smart people out there who can figure out their dose with dabs. And but I However, do... when you're having, having an anxiety attack, it's probably best to have a simple method that doesn't require thinking, calculating, etc. Because... You don't want to be focusing on that. You want to be focusing on getting yourself to feel better as soon as possible. Because, trust me guys, if you haven't had an anxiety attack, very often it literally feels like you are dying. I know people who, many, many people who have had their first anxiety attacks and really thought they were going to die. Myself included. My, uh, my friend put it really well, and I'm going to say it the polite way. It's, it's like getting <laughs> raped you. in the heart. Oh. Like... And a panic attack. Oh. Like, and I kind of can't agree with that feeling. That's, um, like, I feel like we should have put a trigger warning there. Oh, my bad. Um, Sorry. Sorry about that, y'all. But, that but is, that's how I personally feel. I can agree to that, but, too, though. Yeah, like it's, it's a very, um... When I have an anxiety... Unconsensual feeling. It's a very unwanted feeling that you have that is very invasive and very, um... What's the word? It just messes you up. It messes up your day, um... Back in high school, there were days I could not go to school. I was physically... It's debilitating. Yes. And it's its crazy that an emotion can be so, you know, hard to control and so debilitating, so affecting of our day, so... Oh, and with that in mind, too, maybe edibles may not be the best idea. I mean, it, it is cool that edibles can be dosed effectively, but because of the uncontrollability of edibles, you know... If you eat something... Not too sure when they're going to hit, how hard they're going to hit. Edibles have been said to be able to hit 
two to six times harder than the indicated dose. So that's pretty crazy. You're gonna want something that is consistent, easy to dose, and that will hit quickly because edibles probably will not hit you instantly and you know you want a solution that's going to help with your anxiety now not uh -huh. that's going to help with your anxiety attack in six hours if you're still in the attack in which case oh my goodness that sounds six hour anxiety attack jeez so with that that's not <laughs> so now that we have all the this knowledge in our toolbox of of uh of treating anxiety mm -hmm. and depression with cannabis let's look at the blueprints and the step-by-step -step guide on how to treat your anxiety or depression with with cannabis. Okay, let's do it. All right, so step one is one. to figure out what do you have. Identify you your have, illness. Identify your illness. Do you have depression or do you have anxiety? Or do you have both, in which case know the difference so you can treat them as needed. So, like which I said, depression is a long-term persistent feeling of sadness and loss of or interest. Emptiness, yeah. Anxiety is a very quick, intense, excessive, persistent worry. Both of these can be long-term feelings. The anxiety ones just happen to hit hard. Harder, a little more out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yes. So, um, I think the analogy I used earlier was that didn't get recorded. Is it's like a pipe. Anxiety is like a pipe that is burst, and you can tell that the pipe is burst and broken, and depression is like a leak. Slow leak. That's, that's slowly, slowly leaking. So, um, another thing too is if, uh, okay, so once you've done that, we're going to estimate your body's tolerance. So you gotta ask yourself, you gotta, you know, know how much, how often do you use cannabis? If you've never used it before, great. Chances are that this stuff is going to work really effectively for you. If it's been Let's start very slow. If it's been six months since you've used it, it's your. I assure you, your your tolerance is going to be that of one who has never smoked before. So mm -hmm. it's probably going to work for you. Um, if you are a long term smoker, and I've been doing this for a long time, um, consider maybe lowering your tolerance or lower your tolerance by lowering your dose and we're gonna walk through that and remember the feeling of psychoactivity does not equate to the level of medical benefits your body is receiving even if you're not getting really high I promise you you may not be feeling it in the moment but the medicine is doing its work that's not the only you know indicator step three is to estimate your dose so, um, we, know your puffs. Yes, we know your puffs. Um, there are ways to calculate how much to smoke. I, I wish I can explain to you the math that is in front of me, but I'm not mm -hmm. that math guy. So, um, maybe we'll link it somewhere. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so, make sure you follow Green Wizard and Tony Turpin on Instagram. To, we'll have all to, those extra references, etc. Uh -huh. So your next step is to buy your medicine. We need to make sure we are buying legal, safe, professional, made, lab-tested medicine. It's medicine. You don't want to compromise the quality by not knowing what's in it or 
who grew it, if it was grown correctly, safely, what was put in it, pesticides, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. We also want to buy low THC cannabis. There's a common um, thought process that the higher the THC, the higher the quality, or even the higher the THC, the higher the potency. But you want to stick to around 15% THC or less. Yes. These are going to be the most effective uh, strains or, or plants when uh, treating depression and anxiety. I would also recommend keeping a strain journal, terpene, cannabinoid journal, so that you know when something hits you well, when something hits you badly, and then you can understand better, you can remember better, take it into the dispensary even, um, when you're shopping and looking for your medicine, and trust that will help a lot. Just keep everything clear. You can connect the dots better. Step six is buy a delivery system. So um, figure out if a pipe is going to work for you or a vaporizer. The I find joints to be the weakest way to to definitely uh, you to deliver THC into your system. Lose the majority of the smoke to the room too. It's a great so. it's a great way to taste your cannabis and to vibe with. It's very enjoyable, cannabis, but, but not the best in terms of you know delivery no. um and I it's go, hard to dose that too i go over a pipe first glass ones tend to be my favorite um i like longer you can get ones. some fairly inexpensive ones too i think that the standard price for a good one is like 15 20 dollars i feel very comfortable i like a 20 one dollars for a good pipe yeah 20 is even better. if you're paying 15 20 you are fantastically set you can even get some for 10 I, I know you can buy ten dollar pipes. I personally find almost every ten dollar pipe put to in be the too extra small for put me. in the extra five bucks. Get yeah. a fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Or if, you know. Or do yourself a favor. Stop cutting corners. Just get get to it. Buy a vaporizer. Buy. Um, that will be the most precise way. I actually. And the cleanest you, way. Maybe you don't have to do that now, but I I'm going to recommend you do it eventually. Pretty soon Consider though. Consider it in the future. Maybe after you feel more comfortable with the pipe and the. But I promise you, you're going to uh, 12-fold your results by buying a vaporizer. When you can combust your cannabis at a chosen, at whatever desired temperature, you're, so important. You, you, can, in, you can increase the value of your medicine totally. so much. And we've all talked the about that in our terpene episode and All the terpenes, episodes. they all burn at different temperatures. So when you can manipulate which ones are being focused on... That's your medicine right there. Yes. So the next step, which is I think step seven, is plan your dose plan your dosing routine. So if you are going to treat depression, particularly unipolar depression, um, as opposed should, to bipolar, you disorder. should be using cannabis uh, once a day before bed. Um, same thing with bipolar disorder. The thing is with bipolar disorder is that it is cannabis and bipolar disorder have not gone too well yet you need to be stable first you need to be in a stable like you have to be cleared as a stable bipolar if to use cannabis as as medicine i i think i i would feel very uncomfortable if somebody is not in the in a right is not if you do feel that you're ready though i would also start with even lower thc as mm -hmm. thc can um kind of inhibit those manic episodes and yeah so i would probably start with 
uh, very low THC. Once a day. CBD dominant. Yes. So once nightly and then for anxiety as needed for attacks throughout the day, so long as it's not inhibiting upon your day. So, you know, you don't want to be blasted at your office job because you are handling and coping with your anxiety and treating it. So make sure that you find a method that is... That works for you as well and, and your also, lifestyle. And also once nightly if you if you suffer from anxiety. As well. So the next step, step eight, is the trial run. So the trial run is the few days when you are figuring out what is the correct dose for you. Um, while you do this, I always recommend if, while you're experimenting to underdose rather than overdose. Um, the, the thing is, is that I, I actually feel like I am suffering from overdosing. Um, and so... Quite possible. Be, <laughs> it's, it's tough to say, but society greatly overdoses cannabis. Well, for me... Because there are no... I think I overdose edibles Immediate dangers. In particular. Yes. Because right now, I... What I did was I would take an edible and be and think, oh, it's not working. I'm gonna take more. Because you're not high. So I up my dose the next time, and now I'm up to 300 milligrams. What I should have done was try a lower dose the next day rather than mm-hmm. a 300 millig- rather than going from 100 milligrams to like 50 milligrams. I was like, I'm gonna go 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams. I mean, even if you just took 10 milligrams a day from now and that, on. And that's a thing. You would probably start feeling it, but even if you don't feel it, you're getting the benefits. And even regardless. I, and <laughs> good news is. Emphasis on that. I'm, I'm just letting you know, guys, I'm a testimony right now. I took like probably 20 milligrams earlier and I can definitely Did feel it really? like working now. Heck yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for telling me. Yeah, you're welcome. Wow. Okay. sharing his so, edibles under, with me. So the next, uh, so while doing your trial run, we need to set and we need to remember to uh, remember your mindset and your setting. These things yes, are really important when you are one. dosing. So it, I, it is going to be a more anxiety-inducing experience if you are, like, medicating and you have to be really secretive about it. Your so, mind is a super powerful tool. You don't want to put yourself in a medicating situation that will trigger more anxiety in mm-hmm. you. And as well, another thing to note in this... Um, this setting and mindset is that you don't want to go in with a skeptical attitude. Do this when you're ready. No one is forcing you. So if you go into trying cannabis as a form of medication, you think this isn't going to work, this is going to be bad, I'm going to have a bad trip, you know, laws of manifestation, chances are you probably will experience that. Mm-hmm. If you go in safely with a good attitude and an open mind and say, you know, I've heard great things about this, I think this can help me too, then that will also help ease your anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's, it all comes around in a big circle. You don't want this experience to give you more anxiety. That's the last thing we want. We want this to help reduce it, not amplify it. Exactly. So um, another thing that helps with this trial run is to get support and get to sleep. So get some friends yes. to that. Find some friends that are using cannabis. Ask how they do. Ask how they're doing it, and um, you know, make sure you're dosing right before bed because that way. Because the thing is, usually the worst that can happen with cannabis is you go to sleep, and usually going to sleep it makes everything a lot better. So the next step is to yeah. And also the mm-hmm. thing is, and for depression too, 
getting good quality sleep and a good amount of sleep is so vital. If your body doesn't get that, it will mess itself up and it will make your anxiety worse. It will get your depression worse. Some very, very common triggers of anxiety and sometimes um, heavier senses of depression are if you haven't eaten enough, if you realize you're getting really anxious, think about when's the last time you ate. Get some nourishment in your body, some high quality nourishment and get a good night's sleep. And that already will set your body up for success in fighting off this depression mm-hmm. and anxiety. The next step, step nine, is to develop a routine. So now that you know how, now that you've done all your trial runs, you know exactly you need like to go throughout the day. Like I know, I know exactly how, how many, I know exactly how much cannabis I need to like get through my day, like without ripping out anyone's head. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you need to do the same too. Um, adjust your dose if you need to, and titrate. And this is slow t- and steady. And this is the time to switch to a vaporizer because I promise you, you're going to get better results and save so much money. more precise. S- it's clean. You're gonna save money with a vaporizer. Yeah. And save and time is money, so you're gonna save time with a totally. vaporizer. Anyways, the next step is to step ten. Evaluate your success. Ask yourself, how do you feel? Do your symptoms feel better? Uh, or and ask yourself are you developing a tolerance to cannabis because this i do think that um the good news is is that we we don't need to worry about this problem if we are treating anxiety and depression you know like the way we said with low doses Mm -hmm. guys low doses is shouldn't shoot your tolerance up like that yeah so um but but ask yourself like what's going on and again that strain journal that cannabinoid terpene journal, it's going to help because some of these benefits are short-term and you can really feel it, but some of them, you won't really think about it until you're like, wait, that pain is gone. Wait, I haven't had an anxiety attack in four days and I usually have two a day or one a day. You know, that would be massive. The strain journal is super important when it comes to maintaining um, the next step. Step eleven, which is to me, which is maintenance. So change your strain to figure out which ones work better, and also to renew, rejuvenate your cannabinoid system, and also to you know figure out which terpenes work better. Um, because we are doing low dosing, I don't think we have to do tolerance breaks. Um, no, this is medicine. You're not gonna you know take a Zoloft break. So uh, so long as you need it. And I do solemnly believe that if you do all of this correctly, we can slowly wean off some of our conventional meds. The thing is, and we do say, you know, take it once nightly and then take it as needed. You may find yourself, and this is another reason you don't need a tolerance break, you will probably need it less and less eventually. So maybe you start off and you have to take it once a night and then three times a day. Now, if But you, then, uh-huh. you know, in a month or so, maybe you're taking it once a night and twice a day. And then once a night, once a day. And then you're only taking it once a night and you're doing well, you know? You can, you can, you know, opposite of titrate and go lower as needed too. So, yep. So if you're worried about, if you're worried about dependency, I've got good news for you. I have good news and bad news. The bad news is that dependency is real. Dependency means that that you are relying on something and when you take it away you actually have a a withdrawal now the thing with the good news is with cannabis is withdrawal is 
very, very mild. It's incredibly minimal. You're not going to hallucinate. You're not mm-hmm. going to have all these awful symptoms. You might get some irritability. And of course, I mean, it's not going to be treating your anxiety and depression anymore. But that's not necessarily a withdrawal symptom. That's just, you know, mm-hmm. you're treating it, now you're not. And you don't, and, and I promise you that addiction is not something you have to worry about. Especially with these low addiction doses. Addiction is, yes, because addiction is only harmful in uh, behavioral behavioral and behavior related to use and because you are using because you are controlling your dose you are controlling your dependence and that oh, is beautiful. that is the great news about indeed. that indeed it's actually a lot less uh addictive and dependent than mm-hmm. most uh antidepressants anti-anxieties uh that are in pharmaceuticals i became not mentally dependent but physically dependent on a medication to the point where if i didn't take it within an hour that i was supposed to i would feel so incredibly sick there's one day my pharmacy forgot to ship it in for three days so i had to spend three days like that i could not do anything i was I wanted to die. I felt so sick, and I I felt so nauseous I couldn't sleep. So I just had to lay there miserable. It was not fun. And I've never experienced that with cannabis, even when I've, you know, stopped cold turkey for a month, you know. Nothing even close to that. So I'm very thankful that it's a step or a hundred steps to me in the right direction. But again, everybody is different, so, you know, that's my testimony. Don't take that as fact. Wonderful. (laughs) Sorry, thank you. Continue. Uh, Yet the only risk I think that you ought to worry about is using non-tested plants. Just so use... Use responsibly, use Use great lab-tested plants and do some research on brands, figure out what's good, who's good, well, who's growing what's good, like... I'm serious, like... Who's organic? Who's organic, who's not organic, who figure out, like... Watch for the brands who show you how their plant is grown, not how their plant is smoked. That Those are the <laughs> brands you want to smoke. That's a great one. Yes, so... Uh, oh, the other, other thing I think that... The only other piece of information I think is super cool is that... Um, if you're going to vaporize, mm-hmm. and you are going to vaporize because <laughs> it, <laughs> you are going to buy a vaporizer to use to treat your depression and anxiety once and for all, um, keep it de- 350 degrees during the day and 380 degrees at night. Ooh. Yes. Nice low temperatures burning those. Uh, yep. And the other, I mean, nice. yeah, yeah, the only other thing to keep in mind is... Um, you know, like Monica said beautifully, get good sleep. Like, I have to admit, drink less coffee, decrease the stimulants. Maybe to... even lay off alcohol. I know that it's not a stimulant, but it's a depressant, and that you just you don't want to combine them. Over time, it also does affect your sleep, which in turn affects your depression and your anxiety because it uh, interferes with your sleeping patterns, so... And get therapy, because therapy Verbal is... therapy, talking to someone, it definitely helps. We're not trying... First of all, we're not doctors, so, you know, we're sharing what we're learning, but, you know... We sell weed for a living, guys. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but we do it really well, and people keep coming back. But we care back, about it. And we care, and we, yeah, and we do this podcast because we want to get... Not only do we want to get better at selling weed... But we, so, want, we want you to get better at buying weed. We're sharing what we believe will help. <laughs> However, we're not saying this is a 
sole form of therapy or treatment, definitely feel free to mix and match, combine with others, whatever works for you personally, because I can only say what works for my body. Tony can only say what works for his body. We can suggest some things. We can share experiences in hopes that they help others. We could look at a lot of research. Exactly. But at the end of the day, only you will know, which is why we give you many ways to test it out for yourself. So we hope that you do or that you consider it if you think that this may be a viable option for you. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you wanted to go over before think, signing out? I think that wraps it up. Mind, keep that mindset and setting. Mindset good. and setting. Keep that mindset and setting set and you'll, <laughs> you'll be set. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week on The Entourage Effect. And until then, stay elevated. Bye, tribe.